Welcome to the Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan. My mom, Harmony, is here with me, and her shirt says so. Just so in case you didn't know who I was, yes. I wanted to make sure. Yes, that's a very cute top. It is a cute top that your good friend, Joy, Yes, I consider her my friend, too, Okay, gave to me. She was out for a walk. And social distancing, and, yes. But yelled into the store from Martin's saw, in Excelsior, exactly. Yeah, and she said she saw it. It said Harmony, and she had to get it for me, and surprised me, and it was a lovely Super surprise. Super cute, and um, of course, it can be seen on, I believe, your latest uh, um, video. On yes, on it's not on TikTok yet. Uh-huh. This the one that I'm wearing. This is on my Instagram account at Harmony Kaplan. Okay, all right. Well, we'll look that up. Um, sorry, I'm just reaching over to grab my phone. Um, well, we are here. We are back. We, are. we were off last week. I mean, I, I feel like we've lived uh, a few years in the right. past couple of weeks. And, um, you know, this is this is a, a, a difficult time to be talking about shopping and fashion, not going to lie. But I right. think, you know, the same way that we had been viewing our role during the pandemic, Remember, still we're still on. in a pandemic, yeah, let's, let's everybody. That. Yep. Yeah. Funny how we, you know, how you think just when you think nothing could be worse or bigger news. Yep. Um, but, you know, I, I think our role here and what we always try to do and much like Weekly Dish, it's about amplifying local and shining the light on local businesses and helping people, you know, know how they can get involved and, and give back and be part of the community and celebrating all the things about our community that make us special and unique and give us character. And that's our local stores. That's our local local designers that's our local businesses um and that's what we're gonna do today i think that's uh as important as ever i'm really really excited to have some amazing guests who are so generous to join us today um houston white who you're gonna read all about in the upcoming issue of twin cities business which we have been Hard at work on all week. I thought it was um, a big deal when we ripped up a magazine during the pandemic to make it more relevant. And now we've done it again <laughs> for our June, July issue. I'm just really hoping for a calm August. That would be nice. For Wouldn't that everyone. be nice for all of us? Yep. Yeah. But sure uh, but anyway, it. I'm so glad that we're able to do that. And Houston owns a barbershop and store in um, on the north side and just is such a community built. He's literally a builder and he's a community builder. And I'm, ex- I'm just delighted that he's going to join us next hour. We're going to talk to Samantha Ray, who is a designer that if you're a, a, a longtime listener of shop girls, you've definitely heard her on the show before. She, she was, was, she was on when, when she was on project runway. Indeed. Yes. And so we're going to catch up with her and she's got a lot of ideas of businesses that, that you can support in the community. Um, we're also going to hear about a brand new project program from United Way that is um, intended and designed to help rebuild our cities. And so we're going to talk about that in just a few minutes and talking about all of the businesses and organizations that have stepped up. I think that's what's, you know, last weekend, um, you know, I'm sure a lot of you were out there, whether it was with a broom, you know, trying to help clean up or donating food. I posted a picture of the most amazing sea of of grocery bags, food donations. I mean, that story got picked up and was on the national news. Um, The 
all the donations in in Longfellow at the Sanford Middle School. It was just an unbelievable sight to see. I think what has been really encouraging is that this week we've seen so many corporations step up and mm-hmm. we need them. We need their dollars. Absolutely. And business has the opportunity and the responsibility to really make change. It it has to do with hiring practices internally. It has to do with programs for employees. And it has to do with what they can do in the community. And, you know, of course, we have a soft spot here in the Twin Cities for Target. But my goodness, I've just been so impressed. I mean, they they were, you know, and, and I'm not, should we feel bad for Target that, that a store was, was looted or that many stores? No, it's not the same. I'm not equating the loss of merchandise. To the loss of life, but oh, goodness, but, but no. they, but I mean, they they had to close more than two hundred stores. They were, you know, attacked and targeted all over the country, right. really for 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 no particular reason. Yeah. But they didn't complain. They they didn't say we're out of here. No. They just started rebuilding. They've pledged and, to yeah. reopen the Lake Street store, which is kind of at the epicenter of the the violence and unrest here in the Twin Cities. They're they, they're going to reopen it by the end of the year. Right. They've pledged $10 million to help rebuild communities and promote social justice related causes nationwide. Right. They said. And right. I mean, they are doing in addition to that, they said they'll provide 10,000 hours of pro bono consulting services for small businesses owned by people of color. So, I mean, they're they're doing all sorts of things. The and, other thing um, I saw uh, uh, in this tweet was retweeted like thousands of times. But, you know, without any press release, without any big fanfare, they got the Midway target, which also was damaged uh-huh. considerably and was a total wreck. Um, they got it reopened by the end within a week. Did they really? Oh, and, didn't know that. and and somebody tweeted a picture and it was just like, oh, my gosh, like you would never know it was spotless. They didn't ask for, you know, for for fanfare. They just did it because yeah. they believe in serving communities and right. being the there. They know how important that the is. Stores. Right. Right. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's jobs. It's access. It's, you know, it's everything else. So really impressed by the way that they are stepping up. And, and Brian Cornell has shared the, the CEO of Target has shared a lot of really thoughtful words. He said, you know, as we face an inflection point in Minneapolis and across the country, we're listening to our team, our guests, our communities. We're committed to using our size, scale and resources to help heal and create lasting change. And we have to remember that, you know, all of these businesses are already, you know, under intense pressure. You might think, oh, the pandemic has been a boon to Target. The truth is, yes, grocery sales have been off the charts. Toilet paper sales off the charts. You can't find wipes even still today. Those Clorox wipes. Where are the Clorox wipes? But they've been, you know, they're, they're spending an exorbitant amount of money to keep the stores clean, to pay extra for um staffing and the the um the more discretionary purchases which are frankly where that's a store where like they target make more money right right and those things aren't selling no. in the way that they normally no. do so i mean it has when you really look at the numbers it hasn't been quite as you know much of a a windfall as people might think no. um best buy also another important local company i was really impressed by um cory berry yeah. their ceo they issued a, a 
state a thoughtful statement this week saying that um, they are thinking about, you know, how do we change the cycle in which black men or women with tragic frequency are harmed by those who support or who are supposed to support and protect them. Our gut wrenching truth is that a person of color in America is often not seen, not not. Uh, fully safe, seen, or heard. To me, it starts with seeing the situation for what it is, acknowledging these experiences for what they are, and quite simply apologizing for not doing enough. And they're going to do, um, they're planning to create diverse group, she said, to challenge their senior leadership and board members to find ways to address some of these inequalities and injustices. They're they're also just a wake-up call for everyone, I guess, is the simple way of putting it. Yes, indeed. Um, you know, the interesting thing is we did a story, Twin Cities Business did a story uh, last, I guess it was last year already. Jeez, it all blurs, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, about reverse mentorship. Reverse mentorship being the idea that leaders at the top can can actually learn just as much from people right. coming yes, up. Yes, that, that was an excellent story. I remember um, that. Yeah, and... Um, and Best Buy was one of the companies we focused on one of their executives and this woman who, you know, she's paired with come from very different backgrounds and they are learning from each other. And it's a program that Best Buy has had for a while with all, you know, and so I think they're going to emphasize that even more. And then externally, Best Buy has these teen tech centers. There are like 30 of them now. Mm-hmm. And the idea is to to help um, people in underserved communities gain access to technology, to to learn, to get those skills that might help them get jobs and get ahead. And they, uh, Best Buy has said they're going to establish another 100 teen tech centers around the country. Yeah. So I, li- I just like to see the, you know, the actual hands-on action. It's not just thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers this time, which are important and nice, important, but, but not enough. Feed people. And, right. Yeah. Right. Um, how about Nike? Should we just hit on Nike oh, real quick? I, yeah, I think Nike, it, they've announced a $40 million commitment to the black community um, in conjunction with their Jordan and Converse brands. And over the next four years, they've promised to invest in organizations that fight for social justice and education and all. And I, what I was really impressed with is they you know they've done a lot with Colin Kaepernick and all that, but they actually they ran a video that said for once don't do it, don't pretend there's not a problem in America, don't turn your back on racism, don't accept innocent lives being taken from us, don't make any more excuses, don't think this doesn't affect you, don't mm. sit back and be silent, don't think you can't be part of the change. Wow, and yeah. I think that's pretty powerful. It is pretty powerful, and so is forty million dollars, yeah, absolutely, to the black community. That's amazing. Well, we've got a lot more amazing stories of of brands that you can feel really good about supporting because of what they're doing, and some brands that you can help locally and ways to give back, which we've been getting tons of questions about. So that's still ahead on Shop Girls. Don't go away. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan. My mom Harmony is here with me as well. We were talking at the top of the show about some of the businesses and organizations that are really stepping up in such a major way um, and doing a lot more than just offering thoughts. They're offering money, they're creating programs, and they're talking about how do we move forward in a real concrete way. Um, United Way uh, of the Greater Twin Cities 
Ladies has been so active really throughout the whole pandemic and um, and now with the racial unrest of the last couple of weeks. I'm delighted to be meeting for the first time and welcoming on air Huda Ahmed, who is the um, who's going to lead a brand new program from the Greater Twin Cities United Way called Twin Cities Rebuild for the Future Fund. And I'm going to let her tell us all about it. Hi, Huda. Hi. Thanks for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Thank, uh, thanks for having me. Well, so let's just dive right in. Um, I, I want to know a little bit about you and how you got to this role. But first, tell us about what what your new position is and what United Way is doing. Yeah, so um, I just want to be uh, clear. I'm leading the collaboration between uh, the Greater Twin Cities United Way, the Minneapolis Foundation, uh, and St. Paul Foundation. And the goal of that partnership and collaboration is really systems change in the criminal justice system um, here in Minnesota. So transforming it, it's a multi-year commitment uh, and collaboration. And it just so happens, you know, this was in the works for um, over a year or close to a year. Um, it's just figuring out where to position, what's the best position for these uh, organizations uh, to take and positioning in terms of supporting the community efforts that are already happening. Uh, and then um, the murder of George, George Floyd uh, happened last week, and there was a sense of urgency and need um, to do something now uh, felt by, I think, everyone uh, and these uh, community um, these two, these three organizations as well. And as a result of that, they've created or we created the Twin Cities Rebuild for the Future Fund to help rebuild um, some of the businesses that were destroyed in the civil unrest um, that was sparked because of the murder of George Floyd. Sure. So my role, go ahead. No, you go. I was just going to say already 1.3 million has been raised, right? Yeah, yeah. That's People incredible. want to do something. Everybody wants to do something, and everybody has a role. Um, and this just uh, shows what kind of role different people can play, whether it's out protesting, whether it's really advocating for policy change, whether it's um, really putting uh, their money where their mouth is. Uh, there's a role for everybody to fulfill here because we're all in this together, and we hold a part of the solution. And what did you start to say your role is to bring this all so together? So my role is to lead. Yeah, so my role really is to lead the uh, the overall uh, effort mm-hmm. of which the fund is, is is a part of, but that's just, you know, right now. That's the response right now. But the overall commitment and effort is really to work with community leaders um, that are in this criminal justice system uh, space that have been doing this work for a while, that have ideas for solutions, and work with them to, you know, provide tools, provide resources, amplify their voices as much as possible, and really be at the table with them as partners, not as, you know, you know taking over the work or not just giving grants and hoping uh, that they find solutions, but really, you know, sitting at the table and partnering and, and, and making sure to leverage the power and influence of these three large uh, foundations and institutions to um, help further the movement and transform the criminal justice system here in Minnesota. I think it's really interesting, Huda, that that this this plan and this work was underway before the events of recent weeks. This has just sort of accelerated the the urgency of it. 
Yes, absolutely, because, um, you know, police brutality or flaws in our uh, flaws or by design, depending on who you ask, of our criminal justice system um, is not new. Many people, many black and brown uh, people across the country and here in Minnesota have been uh, killed or traumatized by police brutality um, already. Mm-hmm. So um, it was already in the works. Uh, and, and, and the murder of George Floyd really did accelerate it. And I think the unrest and the momentum uh, that we're seeing across the board, I mean, there are people at the table now that are convinced uh, that things need to change that weren't mm-hmm. uh, before the murder of George Floyd. So we're we're really in a moment here mm-hmm. um, to uh, rec- realize some changes. And and when you, you know, I mean, it, it sounds really big and really hard, you know, <laughs> when you talk about you're going to transform <laughs> the criminal justice system. Well, where where do yeah. you begin? Well, I mean, are you working on, on, on laws, on programs? What is yes. it? So we're beginning with um, listening to community. It's really big. Um, it's really, I mean, there's a lot to do, but there are many organizations, community-led organizations that have been in this work for years and years and years, and they're way ahead of some of the larger institutions and organizations that are coming to the table now. So we begin with listening to them and not trying to recreate the, the mm-hmm. wheel. Um, and we begin by, you know, coming up with or com- coming together to lift up the solutions that, have, that they're already proposing that works. Uh, uh, for people, um, for most, you know, uh, uh, people, and then just putting uh, the power and influence of these three organizations sure. behind them. And it really is about focus on two things. It is about policy change. Um, that's what we're focusing on. That's that's a that's you know there are many successes, but that's one. That's the success that we're focusing on. Who do we have? Just a second, change. but we, we just want to tell people they can text TC. TCR Rebuild to, or um, 51555 if they want to donate. We'll give more of that when we get back. Huda, thank you so much for joining us and, and good luck and, and thank you for the work you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you. We'll be right back with more Shop Girl. Welcome back. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan with my mom, Harmony. Just wanted to repeat, we were we were talking to um, to Huda Ahmed about a new program that United Way just launched. They've already raised $1.3 million, and it's all about supporting local mi- uh, minority-owned businesses. Um, if you missed it, the, the way to donate is to text TC Rebuild to 51555. That's how you can donate there. And we'll be talking about other places where you can help and how you can speak with your with your dollars and other ways uh, coming up. Speaking of which, so delighted to welcome our next guest. You've heard her on Shop Girls before um, talking about Project Runway and local fashion shows. It is the one and only Samantha Ray. Hello, Samantha. Hi, how are you? So good. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Well, I've been, I've been great. Right, (laughs) exactly. We 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 keep on right. Yep. Um, I've been so um, I've really enjoyed, if I can say that, you know, your your social media posts, or I've just found them really helpful, and you've been amplifying so many other designers and businesses. So so talk a little bit about that, Samantha. I mean, as a as a small business owner, as a designer, I mean, it's tough work even in the best of times. How are you using your voice and platform right now? So a lot of other people have been really good about supporting me, and I'm 
trying my best to match that energy. Um, so I've gotten a lot of, um, I guess, like support through uh, getting shares on different websites. Some blogs have added lists because some people are really messing up. Mm. And because other people are messing up, the kind of like the good allies, I guess, are trying their best to say like, well, instead of supporting that thing that might be problematic, here's a slew of other people you may not have ever heard of. And what do you mean by messing up? Because I think we're all kind of worried about that. About messing up, uh, Yeah. Yes. And, you know, and, and are, are we doing the wrong thing? So so what do you mean? Help us. So there have been, especially with me, because I'm, you know, I, I'm kind of like goth leaning, you know, <laughs> just more alternative, even though, you know, I'm in the kind of like high end space. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of kind of subculture brands that have chosen to say some fairly problematic things Mm. after kind of a history of saying problematic things. And now that it's really come to light in like a, a huge space, people Mm -hmm. are like, okay, this is, we can't support this brand anymore because they're saying all of these really problematic things Mm. or using black people as props to like Uh. sell or like, you know, they haven't supported in the past, but now they're using all the hashtags to be able to get, eyes on their product sure but you know um, it, it, and is... <laughs> I've, I've seen a lot of that in the beauty industry too and, and a lot of yeah, outrage 100%. about that <laughs> yes yes um and because again a lot of the indie brands start out kind of in the alternative sphere a lot of us especially like black fans of makeup um like we've known for years like dating back to things like live journal and myspace we've known that even when they were smaller brands they were problematic but now that other people are like oh i guess we should have listened it's like mm. we've known right <laughs> Just right so now people are listening which is so amazing and it's it's one of the kind of few good things that has come out of such turbulent times sure, is right finally having people listen to us. Right, exactly. But how do you suggest, I mean, how do, I think a lot of people are struggling with how to navigate. Maybe they haven't been outspoken on issues, but they genuinely want to change or do better or a brand that maybe hasn't been diverse enough, but wants to, do you fault them for, for I mean, should they just be quiet right now? What do you do? I don't think people should be quiet, but I think that they should do kind of the research on, what is or is not helpful. Um, And and I mean, the the number one thing is don't use it to get your brand in front of people. There are people where you can absolutely tell that they're doing it in a genuine way. They're learning. They're like, hey, you know what? I'm using this time to do some research. I'm using this time to, you know, talk with a diverse crowd. Mm -hmm. I'm using this time to listen in a way that I never have before. And here's what I've learned. And those, you can, you can tell that those are the ones who are being more genuine about it instead of just using the hashtag to get their stuff in front of more eyes. Sure. Of course. And I love when people grow. I, I want to see everybody grow. I want everyone to thrive. Right. But I also don't want to be a prop. And I know other black designers and black artists don't want to be props either. Right. Samantha, I thought what you posted on your Instagram account, Samantha Ray official, um, I loved what you said. The Twin Cities always finds a way to try and heal wounds with art that is at once Ah, honest, difficult and beautiful. I thought Ah. that was very well said. Thank you. I, it's one of the reasons why even in, and like right now is not one of those times, but even in times when I've been the most frustrated with the Twin Cities, I still 
claim it and wouldn't want to leave because Hmm. the number one way I've noticed people try to heal here is through art. Hmm. And art has always been kind of a safe space for me. I've wanted to be an artist since I was four years old. And seeing everyone come together to, I mean, it's almost like bandaging a wound, but more beautiful. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just seeing all the murals that have gone up all over the Twin Cities, so beautiful, all the sculptures, all the flowers, all right. the, you know, the, the fiber art, yarn and whatever. It just, it's beautifying in a weird way that like when you see a bunch of boarded buildings, it looks like a dystopian movie, but the yeah, next day right. it's covered in beautiful flowers and it's weirdly more beautiful. And, and you see all that talent that's yeah, out there that totally yeah. didn't know about. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's amazing. Right. And there is so much of that happening right now. If you have the opportunity to drive through, you know, even in Uptown or I mean, you know, there's Mm -hmm. just so much beautiful art happening, which is kind of amazing. Um, Samantha, talk a little bit about what you're doing. I mean, you've you know, I think the last I saw you on the runway was at Mall of America, right? For the last Project Runway show. Oh, no, I was just in the audience for that okay. one, but I got to I got to spend some time with some of my runway friends, and that's always amazing. Right, <laughs> but you're working on a a, a a video series or TV show right now. Yes, so I'm working on a YouTube channel. Um, I'm working on a series called Cinematire, and it's <laughs> I'm a big old geek. I love science fiction. <laughs> I love futuristic sci-fi and dystopia, which I think is kind of messed up right now because we're sort of in that space. <laughs> um, but I get very frustrated at lazy and inattentive science fiction costuming and I've been sort of meaning to do this for a long time but I'm going to be breaking down TV and movie costuming and like why it works or doesn't work hmm. cool. um, yeah I mean people don't really think oh costuming forecasting whatever people don't think about those things but when I watch something I'm like there's no way that would happen because they wouldn't have these materials or this much time hasn't passed or this person obviously doesn't know how to tell what's going to be worn in a few years right that's Uh, so interesting our our brains work in very different ways I have never thought about materials And that's Indeed. why I'm going to geek out for you guys. Exactly. That's amazing. Um, and Samantha, you've also been really generous about, you know, sharing resources and ideas for people. I think I think so many people just want to give, want to be supporting. And, and you know, we'd like to go shopping and that's OK. And we want to make sure that that we're. That, that it counts and it can count. So what would you suggest? Are there local businesses that, that you would point people to right now? Or, or where are you, you telling people to go? I mean, people should absolutely try to still, you know, shop in the stores that are open, um, shop in, or sorry, buy food from local restaurants. There's a couple of cool lists of like black owned restaurants that are not just here, but in other states that have been affected. They're like, Here's a list of black restaurants. Order from them. Mm-hmm. Um, and even so right now, I'm, I've got these totes. There's not a lot of them left. There's like 25. Um, but I want to give the, the proceeds to both the Northside Funders Group, who partnered with um, WBC for restoring North Minneapolis. So mm-hmm. if you want to give just like straight to charity. Um, so like proceeds of my stuff will go to that. But I also linked to it on my website. So if people just straight want to donate. Uh, North Minneapolis and Midway just haven't really gotten as much um, assistance, I guess, Mm -hmm. as South Minneapolis. So just 
help spread it around. Spread yeah. it around. <laughs> yeah. How do we participate in in your? I mean, you, you're selling some bags, which that's always a, a nice thing to get a new bag. How too. do you get them? <laughs> what do they cost? Where, is it at your website? <laughs> they're on my website. Yes, they're on my website under accessories. It's the Beauty Strength Rebellion Tote. Um, all of the profits of those will go to uh, both the Restore North project, and then also I'm raising money for the the young girl who filmed. Oh, tragedy! Um, because like she was 17 years. What old. What a great she idea! Was so brave. Yeah. And somebody started a fundraiser for her, and I want to make sure she gets money because I can't believe or I can't imagine how scared she was. That was such a traumatizing a event for her. Yeah. That what an and amazing idea. Um, your website, just so everybody knows, is Samantha Ray R E I dot com. You can go there, check out correct. everything. Um, Samantha's doing, we'll yes. put a link on the shop girls page as well at my talk Um, and Samantha, when, when can we expect your, your big, uh, sci-fi debut? When is it, when is it going to be hitting the, <laughs> uh, so the first episode is available to patrons. Uh, I do have a Patreon. So, uh, first episode is patron only. I do have a trailer up so people can kind of see what's going on with that. Um, episode two should be uh, airing for patrons and for as little as five bucks, you can see the episodes. Um, and then we're going to start filming more episodes at the end of the month. I just wanted to make sure my videographer was clear of COVID. Right. You know, mm. that thing that still happens. Oh, that too. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, right. That? Yes. <laughs> Are you making any uh, cool face masks? I have made a bunch of face masks. Yes. <laughs> I actually have a, a customer and he's like, can you make me one with lace? And I was like, I have never wanted to do anything more than make you a fancy man. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone can do it, you can. Samantha, oh, th- thank you so much for, for everything <laughs> you're for doing and for taking the time Great to talk talking to us. To you. Take it was care. really good to talk to you guys, too. Take care. Stay safe. All thank right. You. you too. We will be back with Whose Look Is It Anyway? That's next on Shop Girls. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan with my mom, Harmony. I've already had a couple people of asking how they can hear things that we've already done in this very hour. We post the show real fast. Hope is Hope a pro is, at that. Hope is so. a genius. A genius. a genius. Wow, Hope. I don't feel like it today, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> but we a, do get um, <laughs> get our shows up online pretty quick yes. after, and you can always listen to a podcast um, by going to mytalk1071.com or wherever or you get your podcast. Just repeat everything yeah, just call. <laughs> right, sure. right, right. We can just rewind and do it again. But it is that time where we take a look at some trends, we analyze them, we talk about them, and we wonder... Whose look is it anyway? Can't believe she's wearing that outfit. It's time for the shop girls to ask. Can I ask you something? Whose look is it anyway? start on earth or in outer space no let's go to outer space okay let's go to, to outer moon. space my husband so, often says that to me well, <laughs> to the moon. does he really <laughs> um well when when you heard elon musk's uh spacex was going to take off you probably were wondering what will they wear sure. what will they wear <laughs> three-piece suit <laughs> cowboy joggers outfit. you know yeah. so of course 
if anybody is going to do it up big, it's going to be Elon Musk. And um, the there's a whole article in the New York Times about the inspiration for the SpaceX spacesuits. I mean, I have to say, I hadn't seen this till you just posted it recently. Um, but I, when I saw the astronauts, I thought, wow, we've come a long way yeah. from the original seven Mercury uh, astronauts. I mean, they, and indeed, that was the idea. He wanted them to look like tuxedos. Yeah. I yeah. don't, that's not really what I get. I, I mean, they, they look, they very, look sleek. They look sleek. They almost look kind of retro in a weird so? way. Um, I don't I don't get the tuxedo vibe, no, I but I thought either. it was interesting. I think mainly it's that he wanted the astronauts to look like they were stepping out of a James Bond movie. Right. And right. I think they did achieve that. Well, but according to Elon Musk, and do you want to pronounce his baby's name for us? No. Yeah. You? X34721- okay, or something. That sounds good. Yeah, it's whatever. Good it's job. close enough. Yeah. Anyway, according to him, uh, he said anyone looks better in a tux, no matter what size or shape they are. Mm-hmm. So they wanted Mr. Fernandez, who mm-hmm. was the designer. I, what's his first name? Uh, um, Mr. Yeah. <laughs> Jose. Yeah. Jose yeah, yeah, Fernandez. Yeah. Um, and he was a costume designer that worked on Batman versus Superman. Yeah, isn't that interesting? The Avengers, all mm-hmm. of those kind of movies. Yeah. And so he's the one who designed this. Right. So they're kind of they're they're a lot sleeker and more high tech and kind of and silvery as opposed to if you look at um, some of the the NASA crews um, in the you know last I don't know twenty years or so we haven't had a lot of space no, missions but ago. you know they were orange and they were baggy and these are not but so. also they didn't have to worry with these about putting you know they weren't going to be doing spacewalks so they didn't have to worry about having a place for an oxygen tank uh, and all good that point. so they could make them um, a little bit sleeker and you're probably wondering what in the world does this have to do with us but you know we've seen this before that it does it does translate into you know i mean will it will it influence fashions that we're wearing in the coming months and years it might well let me ask you this did the Mercury astronauts, did their style influence you? Well, Have you worn a lot of spacesuits? Maybe not me uh, directly, but okay. you know, I mean, the New York Times showed images, for example, of like Jane Fonda in Barbarella. Oh. Yeah, and that was you know, a long time. Ago. Yes, but I'm just saying. I mean, how we take inspiration from world oh, we events take inspiration and from everything, right? and you know, Star Trek. I mean, Trekkies. They've yeah. been, you know influencing fashion right. for a better right. or worse or you know little mock neck turtleneck i don't know i don't know anyway just, we're just saying could you it's just a thing. Well, you know it's hard to hear you could you take your helmet off yes. <laughs> no i want to be safe i want to okay. be safe okay. um, well let's move on if you had to say what is the most iconic fashion statement of all time all time all what time. would it be well, see, I know what this service. Right, but says, pretend but, you don't. What would you have? Picked? You know, I guess I probably I'd have to give it thought, but probably the little black dress would would be the thing I would think of first because that has continued through the years and it never goes away in mm-hmm. some iteration or other. Mm-hmm. But indeed, that did not come in first. I would have thought it would be some sort of suit because it's so. 
everybody, you know, well, not every, I mean, you know, men wear suits, women wear pantsuits or jackets. I just feel like it is such an absolute essential part of how we dress. But no, that's not it either. At least not, not according to a survey done in Great Britain. It the was, winner is da, 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 the mini skirt. The mini skirt. Most I iconic I, fashion yeah. statement of all time. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Now, it was followed closely by that little black dress. Yeah. And then hot pants, a denim jacket, and platform shoes. I can get behind the denim jacket. Mm-hmm. I would fall in the platform shoes. <laughs> Certainly, you're not going to find me in hot pants. And really? I will go for the little black dress. Yeah. But um, I would not have assumed that the uh, mini skirt would have been up there. Yeah. Very interesting. I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I guess it doesn't have anything to do necessarily with what's practical. No. It's more just about what. Maybe just the idea of it. What stands out. Um, The other things that they had 30 that were listed. And among those uh, coming in at number 12 was the tube top. Mm -hmm. um, Tie-dyed shirts, which that makes sense because we know they're back stronger than ever. Oh my gosh, yes. Track suits, cowboy boots, and high-waisted jeans. Yeah. There you go. Okay, there you have it. I've seen a lot of tie-dye face masks too. That's the new way to wear the trend. Oh, I like to get one of those. Yeah. I can, I can hook you up. Okay, I'll send you good a deal. few places. <laughs> All right, we will be back. We'll take your questions. We're going to talk to Houston White, another great local business owner, and uh, much more ahead on Shop Girls Don't Go Away.